Hey now, welcome to our Black Girl Songbook. This is the show where we celebrate Black women in music and the moments that make them. I'm your host, Danielle Smith. I was at Vibe for a good long time, and now I'm collaborating with The Ringer and Spotify to bring you stories about the Black women who create the music that we live for. You will hear in full the songs behind those stories. New episodes of Black Girl Songbook drop every Thursday. Listen exclusively on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right, episode nine of the Challenge Double Agents. This is your recap. My name is Bill Simmons. That's my best friend in the world, Dave Jacoby. We're almost as close as Wes and Devin. We are. We had a nice run here with the challenge the last couple episodes, and you knew there was going to be kind of a dead episode. I'll start with this. This was basically the Amber M episode, and I think that was part of the problem. It, it was. It was actually the Amber B episode, which just tells you Amber. how much that is a problem. <laughs> I, I still yeah. couldn't tell Amber M, Amber B. It was the Amber's episode, and it wasn't very good. Yeah, yes, they set it up as the Amber Amber B episode, and what? It, but I do want to give the Amber versus Amber tete a tete one quote that I absolutely loved. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you, you don't need me to set this up. Is Amber M goes to Amber B, a one-on-one conversation. These two have tension. She goes, and I quote, one thing I don't like is fake bitches. And I feel like you fall into that category, which is my favorite way to start any conversation in the world. It's like, one thing I don't like are fucking smug assholes, Bill. And I just feel like you fall into that category. <laughs> what do you think of that? It was a good appetizer to a conversation that ended up being unsatisfying, like all the Amber M interactions. I Here's the thing. They needed to send her to villain school before Amber the B. season. Amber B. No, Amber M. Amber, who's Darrell's partner? That's Amber M. Amber B. Curly blonde hair is Amber B. Are you sure? I'm absolutely a million percent positive because I kind of have a crush on Amber B until this episode happened. I think you're wrong. Bro, Bill, what are you doing? Wait, Craig, it's, hold this. It's, it's Amber B. I have I, no, Amber. no, no. Don't edit this out, Craig. It's <laughs> Amber B. She has the curly blonde hair. Amber M does not. I am positive. Remember? Amber B, what does the B yeah, stand for? Right. Backstabber. I got my, you're right. <laughs> Bye, Craig, on, leave dude. this in. 
Come on. I'm old. I'm getting my Ambers confused. I have all my notes where Amber B, Amber M, and I have it wrong. People on Twitter get so mad that, like, I forgot that Leroy competed in that challenge before. And I can't wait till they hear this. Like, oh, my God. Can you believe that Bill Simmons thought Amber M was Amber B? It's too confusing. Same first name. And they get no screen time until this episode. It's too confusing. Well, here's the thing with, uh, with Amber B. She needed to go to villain school. Yes. They, if if you're going to be conniving and you're going to backstab people, you have to be more fun in the confrontations. Every time somebody's confronted her, she's kind of like, you make some good points. It's like when when our wife is, when your wife or my wife is yelling at us and we're just like, good point, yeah, solid. Fact, I, did I agree. Yes, I agree. Fact, I'm yeah. a terrible person. You're right. Yes. I should take out the garbage more. That, yes, that's kind of what her, what her energy was is people are like basically saying, you're a scumbag. You're the worst. I hate you. Ah, some solid points. I'll try to do better. Yeah. And it, it's, it's Amber B. And again, I, my, my crush is completely gone is not, even if it wasn't just villain school, some sort of interesting school, stand up for yourself, school, make a point school, be insulting school, do something interesting. When people come up to you and say, I feel like you're a fake bitch and you fall in that category. Your response shouldn't be like, huh? Well, I've never really considered that, but hmm. yeah, I mean, that's the best possible. Should I work on that? What do you it's think? Like, Amber B you lied to my face. And she's just kind of like, well, I mean, technically, like, if you want to, like, start splitting hairs, yeah, I suppose that's true. <laughs> you know? uh, she's just not a very good uh, character. No, and no. The question for me Attractive, is when she, gets, when she gets voted off, I'm obsessed with this. After you brought this up last week, I was very jealous of it. Oh, of the, TJ, the TJ send-off? Yes, give it to us. What is the TJ send-off for, for Amber B? Is it? I'm I know sure it, I know we'll it. see you again? No, no. He's You'll be, be like, back? No, or? he's going to say, he's going to say, Amber M, thank you so much for your time here on the challenge. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Amber B, I'm sorry. Let's, can we take that again? Can we take that again? <laughs> <laughs> His send-off this week. He did it again this week. He did it great. I, well, we'll get to that. We'll get uh, there. We'll all right. Get there. So anyway, there was a lot of Amber tension. And yeah. And that's shown by the fact that I still can't keep track of which one is which. It didn't really work. But it's like whenever you're the challenge, you're like, all right, guys, we're going to set up this big episode we got. We got tension between Amber M and Amber B. Gabby's involved somewhat. And um, and also, uh, yeah, that's it. Just Gabby, Amber, and Amber B. People that we haven't discussed the entire time. You left out a crucial piece. They go into this Teresa postpartum depression story, which oh, yeah. we know people who have had postpartum. Like, not a not a fun kind of road to go down. No. They've set up Teresa as this terrible person the whole season. And then all of a sudden she's got this, you know, really emotional monologue about postpartum depression. I was afraid. And then she's talking to Corey about it. Yeah. And within two minutes, I'm like, I feel bad for Teresa. I no longer I feel like she's a villain. She, she turned bulletproof all of a sudden. And Corey's like, that's exactly what my girl, Nicole, was going through. Like the two of them are vibing and relating as they're going very slowly on these Peloton bikes. And I'm just like, man, don't humanize these people for me. Don't yeah, humanize that, the villain. She's the toxic tea. Cut that out. Yeah. She is toxic tea. She's like, keep her toxic in my mind. She's toxic tea. When I'm watching a comic book movie and it's like, you know, the Joker and he's just evil, like in the Dark Knight, there's not a scene in the Joker where the Dark Knight's like, yeah, so I lost my child and I was really upset about it yeah. and I had a drinking problem and I still see him when I fall asleep at night. And then you start feeling bad for the Joker. Toxic tea. 
was built. They spent eight episodes carefully crafting this character, and now <laughs> yes. I'm like kind of rooting for her. Fuck that. She's, like down, like at the very, very end of it, Toxic T is not a bad person. No. Like she's just like, they, how do I explain this? Like if you, if I was walking down the street and you ran up to me and I didn't know it was you or see you and you tackled me to the ground and I had scrapes all over my hands, we would fight. We would fight over it. If I had a football in my hand and we were playing football and you tackled me to the ground, I would say, good hit, Bill, and get back up. That's the way people treat being lied to on the challenge. It's good point. Like, it's like in real life, if I say like, oh, you know what? I never said that about you. You have a right to be mad at me. This is the challenge. This is a game. People get lied to on this and act like they were really lied to in real life. It's like, no, no, no. This is all a game. And only CT understands that in this whole entire house. It was an emotional conversation. Corey said, one of the 11 people I've had a children with had postpartum depression. I totally oh, understand <laughs> that Teresa's like, I had it so bad. My eyebrows broke. Oh no, she didn't say that. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with our eyebrows this year. Socially distancing, socially distancing eyebrows. The, uh, so the challenge you, this is your favorite. This it's the super bowl and, and the trivia are your two favorite moments of the year. And they just botched it. I'll give you the floor. Great. It's Explain just, how they fucked this up. First of all, it was all there. The way, usually what they do, if you've never watched the challenge before, they hang people over heights, they fall into water and they have to answer questions. But this year they did it with this like, this thing that changes an angle every time you get one wrong. It's great. So closer to closer to falling. Brilliant. I love that part so much. But it's when TJ says, we're going to answer true or false questions. He sets it up with like this real or fake news in society. It's like, it's like stick to sports, TJ. And then he's like the Burger King stuff, I guess, because they're real Whopper. They probably... There's no reason to do true or false questions. Instead of saying, "Does can a snail sleep for three years? I would much rather hear someone answer, "How? what's the longest a snail can sleep for? Instead of like, um, you know, they, all of the open-ended questions are going to lead to, are going to really expose how dumb these people are. A true or false question never will do that. That's the point. And they knew it was bad because they just started editing it where it'd be like, false, incorrect. And you wouldn't yeah. even hear the question. Yeah, they started quick cutting it. And the, the TJ, TJ, TJ's, joy while he pushed that button, which obviously didn't control, right? He has one single button that's supposed to control whether or not they go on this angle. It's like, no, dude, we're, we're not falling for that at all. Yeah, we and know. Also, we know why does he have on. a bullhorn? Why does he have a bullhorn? Does he ask the question once so the mic's picking up and then scream into a bullhorn a second time? When you say it was all there, that's a great point. I love the the descending angles. Yes. It seemed like the water was pretty far away and it yes. was paving the way for somebody to land on their back, which is what ended up happening to the toxic T who was fine somehow. Yes. Um, you, you had a Nisa who, you know, was going down the moment the angle shifted and <laughs> she didn't even, she lasted one question. She was gone. I think she, she said, sorry Beep. too. Yeah. yeah. Like, sorry, Betsy. I'm out. But when we do the trivia, I, so I had this paragraph for my notes and it was called, we found out. And I was, I assumed we'd have 15 things in this paragraph. Here are the only things we actually found out during the entire trivia challenge. Number one, CT went to area 51 looking for aliens once. Which, which that was like a revelation. A, a joke, but like, maybe not a joke. I don't it know. Did, did not seem like a joke. He really <laughs> seemed like, like he did that. So I had a lot of follow-up questions. Who'd you go with? How long was were you there? Road trip? Yeah. Like I got to drive from Dallas to, to Los Angeles. Like, what do I do along the way? It's like, well, this is really boring stretch. Arizona, New Mexico. Might as well stop at area 51. But he's... Never left Massachusetts ex except for this challenge. <laughs> challenge. So this fair. is a That's planned cross-country road trip that he probably went with like three mass holes. I just wanted more. Uh, 
we had TJ telling us his name stands for Thomas Joseph. Yes. And I, I love the idea that they ask that like we're supposed to know. Like I have no yeah. idea. I have absolutely no idea. Well, now it's, we know. It's, it's so much better if you ask what does TJ stand for and they can come up with something stupid. You're supposed to reveal how unintelligent these people are. And it does not in a true or false. We learned, we learned your earlobes and nose keep growing as you get older. I knew that. I'm not positive I knew that. And then we learned that Casey thinks wolves are vegetarians. That was great. That was great. That was that, wild to that me. That was funny. I needed 10 more of those. That was the wolves are vegetarians part. It's like there's so many, there's so many stops along her life in which she learned that wasn't true. Like, have you ever had a dog? Look at dog food. Wolves are dogs. Dog food doesn't say this is an acai bowl. It says we put chicken and, and salmon in this. Well, what about werewolves? What about that Liam Neeson movie when he fights off all the wolves? Yeah, that we saw with Rave. <laughs> that was an awesome yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that movie. <laughs> that, the plot of that movie was Liam Neeson fights wolves. And then what? Fights some more wolves. And <laughs> yeah, then what? Finishes fighting wolves. Might get eaten by wolves. <laughs> might not. Not sure. Well, I think Casey saw that movie and the wolves were just going after plants and vegetation. <laughs> yeah. So in Heat 1, Anissa forfeit fell almost immediately. This has been... This is somebody who's been pretty great over the years in the challenge. And this is like watching Shaq on the Celtics. It's just sad. Yeah. It's, it's a, it, there's a reckoning coming for Anissa. Either she needs to get back in shape to do this stuff. She can't do another season like this where she's just every, every single episode just getting demolished. This again, one of the great competitors we've had of all time. Um, Lolo came up short yet again, and I'm running out of, ideas for what challenge she'd be good at because we've seen her we've seen her in running challenges we've seen her in challenges where she had to carry stuff she's got a bad shoulder we saw her in this one where she had to hold on couldn't do it hang from the helicopter what is she good at didn't what is she good at i think i I, here's my concern about lolo and i love lolo and i've picked lolo and nam when you do your stupid power ranks at the end of this pod every time i'm always like they're too low i think that she might be one of those people that can only sprint like there's gonna be like a five mile jog and she's like i can't do it she's not an endurance athlete her she job, can sprint and jump. So those sprint, are her two skills. Sprint and jump. And like in the bobsled, which she won, shout out to them, won a gold medal over the weekend. She runs, she sprints for like 10 yards and then sits down. It's like sprint for 10 yards and sit down. I don't know if she has, she's got athletic ability, but not the right type of athletic ability for this stuff. I'm going the other way. Biggest loser of this whole challenge, other than Anissa's legacy, is Olympi- Olympic athletes. I just feel like the bar is lower for me in my head now. Watching Lolo, I, I just feel like if you're an Olympic athlete, you're the greatest athletes we have other than maybe NBA players. But she's a two-season Olympic athlete. She's, she's a two-season Olympic athlete who literally can't complete any elimination challenge that we have. I don't get it. Uh, so Darrell beat Devin. I was really rooting for Devin. I'm really, for some reason, I Devin's like, getting I like Devin. a great edit this he's year. He's more likable, really, more likable yeah. than ever. Devin, it's, he's filled. There's a banana void. There's bananas void this year, obviously, mm-hmm. but I feel like he's filled it. Heat two, big T panics, and it's becoming clearer and t- clearer that CT is going to have to go get his skull and then get a new partner. He yeah. can't. He can't take her in the final. It's not happening. They hinted at this in the trailer at the end for the rest of the season, where. He's yelling at her and he gets up and she's like, she said, what did she say? Like, you lied to me or something like that. Well, they said they set up two episodes when, when CT was like, I should have probably picked Cam when I had the chance. Hmm. I, I, here's one thing. This is like a hot Jacoby take. This is a very unpopular opinion. Loyalty overrated. Overrated. Hmm. Loyalty is overrated. Especially on this show. Over, overrated. It's just in life. It's just overrated. I'm as loyal as my options. Big T panic falls off. Teresa fell on her back. 
Teresa was good. That was a good, that's what they're looking for. Cause when you hang on and swing a little too far, like you can survive high falls into water, but you can also die. And the way you die is you don't land right. But one thing that's overlooked on this is 45 degree water temperature. That's really cold. It's that's pretty cold. Really cold. Our guy Nam beat Cam. That's that's too straight, like going pretty far for Nam. I, I feel like he's starting to feel himself a little bit. But then we found out instead of putting them back up for like a finals, the, they, no. once again, they're making up the rules as they go along. They're totally making up the yeah. rules as they go along. It, it's like, like by the rules based on last week, the partners should have gone up back up with them and it should have been team versus team who can last the longest. No, we just were like, no, this time we're going to do length of time and that, and Darrell yeah, length wins. Of time. Like, yeah, we had this shoot scheduled for three hours. We're now at two hours and 45 minutes. We can't put you back up there. It makes perfect sense to put them both back up there and go one-on-one. It doesn't last that long because you only go down so many times. It's just, it's, it's a no-brainer. Put them back up in the thing. Another thing I've always wondered about this is I feel like there should be some sort of like reward for the people that last. Like when, when Darrell, who's terrified to fall off the thing, actually wins. He still has to jump in the stupid water. Right. Like they, should, they should lower him down and put him on a boat. It's a great point. You know, it's like they should reward the people that like, oh, guess what? If this goes wrong, you have to fall in some water. If you win, you're also falling in the, in the water. Who invented the no mustache with the goatee? Nick Nurse or Darrell? Darrell. Who had it first? Who's the Flavortown guy? How am I, the Flavortown guy? I don't know. I think he's got you know, Wait, how do we not come up with the Flavortown guy's name? What's that crazy? Guy Fieri. Yeah, Guy Fieri. Fieri. Yeah, he invented I it? I think he's got that too. So Darrell win, and then we found out, couldn't figure out why Burger King was so involved. $5,000 to each person, but then mm -hmm. Whopper VIPs for life. I have These a lot of follow-up questions. I have a lot of follow-up questions. Well, I, you can see the disappointment on Anissa's face, but um, <laughs> Whopper VIPs. So it's just that you can eat Whoppers every day for the rest of your life? I have so many questions. Like, like so many, like, is it, a, is it like a credit card that I can just lose and I don't get it for life in the year 2057? They'll still be Burger Kings. Am I, is that still good? Do I is that like Bitcoin? Like, is it like yeah, cryptocurrency? Do I have to pull up something on my phone? Can I say, do, do you put a chip in my body? Is it by, is it like, do I, do you take my fingerprint? And also it's a really good safety net. Like if I was like really down on my luck and I was just like drinking a bottle of vodka every day every morning for breakfast and my family left me for good reason. I was just sleeping on the street. It's a nice little safety net. It's like, well, I can, I can have three Whoppers today, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It is a nice safety net. It's like things can't get really, really rock, rock bottom because there's always another hot flaming broiled Whopper waiting for you. I guess the downside would be, as we know, little kids are morons. Little kids always gravitate toward the worst food possible. And if you gave your little kid like this unlimited Whopper world, wouldn't they just every day be like, let's get a Whopper, let's get a Whopper. Oh. And they're just eating Whoppers constantly. No, they would reject it after the third Whopper. They'd be like, I hate Whoppers. You always get me Whoppers. I hate Whoppers. That's what my kids would do for sure. And then they would throw it up on the backseat. And also, but you don't get fries. Like this is, this is, you know what? You know, fries and no drink. Like I'm not just going in, grabbing a Whopper and then leaving. And it's not like, do they have this picture up in every Whopper around the world? Is it international? Can I go to France? And they'd be like, yeah, I won a Whopper on the challenge. They're going to be like, yeah, we don't care. This doesn't mean anything to me. It's a special card. And I think if you lose it, then they're like, that's not our problem. I think so too. We gave you this VIP card. You <laughs> lost it. You're, you're out. Sorry. We don't know. We don't know you. We don't know what you're talking about. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. 
Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Uh, The cocktail party. What's more... I have this. This is a good segment for us. I'm calling it What's More Fun. Okay. A challenge cocktail party during the double agent season mm-hmm. or preschool parents meet and greet. Preschool parents meet and greet. Is more fun. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. As someone who's been to many of those. More what fun. about, would you rather go to a wake or a challenge cocktail party? A wake for an old party. person who is, who is ready, like a 90-year-old person. Oh, oh, like we've been waiting on this. They yeah, haven't been themselves knew, for a decade. Minnie was yeah, going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go wake in that case. Wake you go wake? Case. Yeah, you see a lot of people you haven't seen for a long time. You talk about Winnie for a little bit. You talk about your lives. You catch up. How about a shotgun wedding where they had no money for food or drinks and you were only one of the eight guests, but you kind of mill around in the court after for an hour? Would you rather do that or go to a challenge cocktail party during the double agent season? Challenge cocktail party during the double. You broke me with that one. You broke broke me with that one. Uh, Zoe was on her phone. My daughter was on her phone for the entire cocktail party. And I was thinking... How the mighty have fallen. The cocktail party used to be the single most essential part other than maybe the van ride of the challenge week after week. And now it's turned into this weird place where people just kind of break off and talk strategy. Nobody's drinking. Nobody's flirting. No it's, one's getting it, drunk. What What is happening? So here's, here's one thing. And I do want to celebrate the greatness that is Big T is she made it into an event. She dressed up like a queen. She held court. People came to her. It's like Game of Thrones. People came to her and like had pitches of why they should do this or that. But Amber B, who has no personality, is just a, she listens and not a talker. She, she allows herself just to get completely coerced by Nani. Nani, Nani, like, Nani went over to like whoever, Anissa, was just like, Anissa, watch this. <laughs> and walks over to Amber B and is like, do you know what's best for your game? What's best for your game is if you have Teresa go in and then have Casey take her out because then you don't have, you're not going to run against Teresa in a final. You're not going to win. And I'm sitting there thinking like, all right, she does make some sense. But like, if that was your strategy and you're Amber B and you have thoughts and a personality, wouldn't you put Cam in against Teresa? Because those are the two biggest threats in a final. Like, isn't that just a natural logical path to go down? So here's the thing. And this is brilliant by Nani. And this is her challenge experience. She just hates Teresa. She does this whole thing. None of us can beat Teresa in a final. Yeah. 
She'll she'll kill all of us. She 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 would she would beat all of us. She just she went off. Said, I'm thinking like I can think of two people out of the gate that are better than Teresa. She literally said, "I know what she's capable of." Like like, like again, like Liam yeah, she, in a different you, movie. She beat you in one challenge. <laughs> capable of what? Did you know what she's capable of? She's just like a mom. She's a soccer mom that has like she's like outside of a treadmill hasn't run four miles in like the last decade. Well, going backwards now, this is I'm not just doing this to impress the people on Reddit who don't feel like we know enough about the history. Um, going way backwards, there was a season, I think it was an excess season where Wes and Teresa were together and Nani and bananas were trying to, uh, talk themselves out, talk oh, Wes and Teresa Four out legends. of going into the challenge and it degenerated. And Teresa was basically like, I think you're a whore. Like she really did. Like it was like a minute of I don't like the way you behave. I don't respect it. You, you basically you're too loose. And Na- and Nani started it. crying, and it was like really mean. Even for the challenge, it was mean. And I don't think Nani's ever forgotten it. I a hundred percent. At the end of Nani's coercion of Amber MB was. I think that's what's best for your game. I think that's what's best for your game. That's also best for my game. It's like, no, Nani, like if she's dumb enough to fall for this, then God bless you. But if you coerce me and I have all the power and you're like, Bill, this is what's best for you. It just so happens to be what's best for me. That's not lost on me at the end as a, as a final salvo. Well, it actually worked though. You have Casey and Teresa go in to to the three strongest girls. So in a weird way, Nani gets what she wants. She's losing a major competitor. Um, they have the deliberation. Teresa gets picked. Corey, who's her partner. Time out. Time out. Time out. Um, producers of this MTV show, The Challenge, please listen to me. You can just edit out the deliberation scenes. I don't need to see another one. I literally don't need to see another one. Nothing happens. Fair point. Show more Nothing of the happens. cocktail party of just people sitting in corners <laughs> having a ginger ale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd honestly rather watch people work out. I'm more fascinated <laughs> yes. by the workout routines and like people doing yoga. Then the deliberation. Yeah, it's weird. They they have everybody in a big circle. And, and they're I supposed think they, to fight. Yeah, and, and none of them want any part of it. And then Lolo's like, I know what my weaknesses are. I'm not good at talking. Let's vote. Yeah, I'm, an, like, I'm, an, <laughs> I'm an athlete, so I don't talk. It's like, but no, no, that's not how that works, actually. Like, no. Yeah. No. Also, you have a really been a great athlete on the show. So the deliberation. Corey admits he wants Toxic T to lose. And he says, I don't want to be connected to anyone who's toxic. Well, she's going to lose and you're going to end up with the smaller Amber, whatever initial she is, as your new partner. And that's that's fucking terrible. They have the elimination. Casey versus Teresa. Really great acoustic take on me cover by AHA. Oh, oh where they yeah. Had yeah. The little, they almost had a little choir take on me. Zoe with that. Zoe kind of jumped up. Yeah, she was looking at her phone for Looked that. Looked up from TikTok. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the 3-0 Casey shutout. Oh, I was. You really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's it was that's built for Casey, low leverage, and um just just like sheer just grit and muscle. Yeah. You know? And and I think that Teresa with a little more agility or stamina or like something a little more dexterity involved might have helped, but like you really just need to be like a an NFL running back to win that one. Just get low and keep turning. Well, Here's what TJ gave to Teresa. The TJ send off. Here's the quote. Oh, I, re- I remember. Hopefully you'll join us again someday. I mean, that's what you say like at like uh, like an introductory Alcoholics Anonymous meeting on the way out. It's like, hopefully you'll join us again someday. It was nice to, nice to meet all of you. 
Hopefully we'll see you again. He has literally said, I'm sure we'll see you back to make an impact on the challenge in the future. He said, hopefully we'll see you again someday. Hopefully you'll join us again someday is something you say to somebody that you've just fired from their job. Yes. I'm yes. sure we'll work together again down the road. It's like, no, you definitely won't. You just fired yes, them. We, yes, yes. Teresa is never coming back. If, if you Ever. really listen to these TJ goodbyes, they're, they're the best indicator of what the future of the challenge is, casting-wise. So what, what are, if you had to rank the send-offs, what's the strongest we know we'll definitely be seeing this person again someday when he says, I know we'll see you again? If he, if he also, if he mentions like there was some sort of like tragedy or it was close, if you fought really hard and lost or like Natalie, like, un, you know, something outside the game, if he starts it off with the, the reason why you're leaving is always a good indicator of like, he gives you a little bit of excuse why it didn't work out this time. And then he uses the word sure. I'm sure we'll see you again. So, but he usually does the Jacoby, you're a fantastic competitor. I'm sure we'll see you again. Yes. If it's like. Yeah, or yeah. If, or it's a compliment of how great you are, or like a man that was close, Jacoby. Unfortunately, you weren't that you weren't better than CT today, but I'm sure we'll see you again. Great so we'll job. never see Teresa again. We'll never. And see then we Teresa had a little again. drama at the end. Casey, hey, like ten percent of me thought she might dump Leroy for Fessy, and no. I re was going to be really upset about that because then Leroy would have been stuck with Anissa. Um, no, she's she was loyal to our guy Leroy. I believe that loyalty is overrated. However, Leroy had an option just last week to upgrade, and he did not. And Leroy, I also felt like, was had somewhat of a political sway in hand in Casey getting the opportunity to go in this, this week. So, Skulls, Fessy, Devin, Kyle, Leroy, Josh. But we forgot to mention Josh coming back into the house at the beginning, like... He had some big, he yelled out something, back in the house. It's no. like, all right, settle that. You, you just favorite, disgraced yourself. No, we should do a Josh moment of the week. The Josh moment of the week was definitely TJ saying, this week it's trivia. And Josh being like, ah! <laughs> it was almost uh -huh. like, he would have he would have had a, a, a more positive reaction. They're like, this week we amputate your left arm. He'd be like, oh man, that sucks. But they're like, this week it's trivia. He's like, ah, no. Female skulls, Cam. Anissa, Casey, and I have the power rankings. I still have Leroy, Casey, one, Kyle, Killer, Camp, two, Fessy, Anissa, three, and then probably Nam, Lolo. I, I think there's a, a top two and a half because you know really Fessy's going to flip partners. And there's also a big gap. Like, there's a big gap. Yeah. Like, Amber B, Amber B sitting there being like, listen, I want to see what it's like before I go in. If it's something like all, it's like, Amber, you're never going to win an elimination. Either right. Amber is never going to win an elimination. So she's like, look, I'm not going to go down there and lose. I'm going to stay on this show as long as possible. Even though I have no impact, I have no personality, they're never going to bite me back. Both Amber. So, so we're not using initials anymore for Amber. Let's just call both of them Amber. I, no, I, don't, I know, I know exactly which one's which. I know exactly okay. which one is which. Uh, I would say Leroy and Casey. It's looking good. And again, we covered this on the last pod before we go, but Leroy, Instagram, moved to Houston, started a barber shop. There's some signs. Mm, there's, there's some, some signs, signs he might have might have done pretty well here. Yeah, there's some signs. Well, I'm I I could not be happier. I could not be happier. But we still don't know. Like a couple of things that that I need to see moving forward, and we will discuss very briefly the rest of the season on. A couple of things I need to see moving forward. TJ, you need to stop 
pump faking when it comes to the elimination yeah, declaration. Yeah, it's, it's getting old. You got to stop DJ. pump faking. And at some point, I want it to be like, this is going to be a partner elimination. Or this is going to be a men's and women's. And there's going to be two of them. Or there's going to be like a switch. Or there's going to be strictly puzzles. And a man and a woman are going in. Like, I just, I want to see him actually change in the, the pit of the gauntlet and stop pump faking it. I do think next episode or episode after, there's going to be a gauntlet where it's two on two. Two on two. I, I want to see that. I think we need to see that. Did you catch when Corey, by the way, in one of his straight to camera interviews was like, if I'm going to run T, if I'm going to run TJ's final. Yes. Yes. I, it's now official. Now the competitors are saying this. I wrote that down in my notes and it was early on in the episode. He's like, well, yeah. if I'm going to run TJ's final, I'm going to need a, I'm going to need a skull. TJ. What a great job by him this year. Thomas Joseph. Thomas Joseph is really doing a great job. Tojo. Uh, before we leave, do uh, do your quick take on this season on. Okay. A couple things I'm really looking forward to. CT and Fessy going toe-to-toe. Yeah. Seemingly C- drunk, wearing like orange headbands in some sort of theme party environment. I always like it on reality shows when they are in costume, but like acting super serious. It's great. And we get one of those. Like CT is like wearing sunglasses and like a wig and a headband being like, what are you going to do about <laughs> Yeah, he went full muscle all of a sudden. It seemed great. It's just like when they're dressed up, it's just so hard to take seriously. It's so hard to be intimidating when you're dressed as like a jazzercise instructor in 1991. But CT does that. I'm looking forward to that. And we finally get the first actual hookup of the season. Yeah, it looked like Fessy and Gabby. Fessy and Gabby. Yeah. Fessy and Gabby. I'm looking forward to that too. And it looks like to be like some sort of challenge where they're like in jail. And they're like in adjoining cells. I don't know how that works, but it looks like you have to stay in jail for like three days or something. I don't know. I'm into that too. Jacoby, hopefully we'll see you again on the next episode. Uh, one more thing, one more thing. Can we just get some thoughts from Nam? Quick? That was Nam. Thank you. Nam. Thanks, thanks, Nam. Jacoby, hopefully we'll see you again down the road. <laughs> that hurts my feelings way more than it should. And I know you're just kidding. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.